want apple juice. Lucas wants apple juice. I know, I heard him can say I that. Can I have apple juice? Yeah, you can have apple juice. Can I have soda? Yes, you can have soda. Can I press that button? No, you can't press that button. Why? Because that's going to play the theme song. I'm not ready to start Click. the pot. secret is it doesn't have to be some crazy crazy opening i could just go what's up guys james gutman it doesn't worry it's gotta be what's up guys james gutman here on high pod i'm dad welcome back to another edition of the podcast i am here lucas is in the background with me uh recording this week's edition you may have found me in any streaming service if you did bravo uh like subscribe anything that they tell you to do do it why not come on just do it if not, you may have found me on HiPodOmDad.com. All the archives from the podcast dating back is all there as well. Uh, just like HiBlogOmDad.com, two blogs every week, Monday, Wednesday. Write about everything we have going on. Write about life and just the way things, I don't know, move forward. I wrote two this week. On Monday, I wrote about uh, people who, I don't know, they make that mistake of comparing children, especially a nonverbal child, but I think kind of case to a pet and how that can sometimes be a little little offensive. No, I just felt like it needed to be said. So wrote that one on Monday. On Wednesday, I write about something that's meant a lot to me. And it was about realizing that his only milestone, his only goal was not language. My son, as you guys know, he's 12 years old. He's nonverbal. Uh, he has autism, a lot of pronounced things that we need to help him with and kind of make a part of our lives. But for so long, in the very beginning, it was just about speech. Teachers would come, therapists would come, people would come, and they would ask us what we wanted to work on, language. And that was it. It was laser-focused, the only thing you could possibly do, because why not? How do you not do that? And back then, when you're the parent of you know, a toddler or a preschooler, the only way you think of communication is language. That's it. That, I mean, let's be frank here. When you have a baby, the most fun milestone is the first words. All of a sudden, now you go from having like an infant to having this kid that says like Baba and Mama and all that stuff. And because we had that, I have an older daughter. So I was looking forward to that. I was waiting for it. And when it doesn't happen and you start having to wait and wait, you keep thinking like, this is all we want. This is all that we need. And then pretty soon you start to learn about other forms of communication. You start to learn about receptive language, which is a big one. The fact that my son knows Many words. I could tell him, go get you know, your shoe, and he'll go get his shoe. That's it. He can't tell me shoe. He can actually through his device. He's got a communication device. There's all sorts of different ways that we can go back and forth. But early on, it was scary. And you navigate things. You figure out where you go next. I mean, that's what we're doing now. This past week, it's kind of a big week, man, for my little guy. He had his end-of-year picnic. The last one he's going to be having at this school, we're putting him into a into a different school. And I think any parent, um, especially to a boy like mine, who's had to make an educational decision, I don't know, you think about it, you wonder about it, you hope you make the right choice. I, I definitely think we made the right choice. I think it's good for him. But yeah, one of the things about having 
a son like Lucas is that there's a lot of really firm decisions that are made. And I know sometimes outside of our home, people will see us as special needs parents and think, wow, they're really, they're resolute. They know what they want. They're going to do what they do and get the best of their kid. And it's true. And I do, and I appreciate it, but they also don't realize that you second guess it and you wonder and you worry about making the right choices. I think I kind of know I've made the right choices with him. I've I've listened when the time was right to listen. I've made sure and I've written blogs and blogs and blogs about this, about the first time I allowed myself to accept that he can use a device, a communication device, and it wouldn't mean that I was giving up on language, which sounds now the fact that that device has become such a big part of his communication. It sounds crazy to think that there was a part of me that worried about that. Now, I, I'm i torn on it because on the surface, I get it. And so a parent in that position, I totally get that feeling. If I give him this device, he's never going to try to talk. We have to show him it has to be language. But if he doesn't have the capabilities to ever be able to vocalize something, I'm not going to lock him away from the world because of that. And that became kind of that give up your own personal ego, give up your own personal pride for the thing that you think is right for your kid. And yeah, I think at the end of the day, that device was right for him. I think that the school choice that we made was right for him. And I don't know. It's a clean slate. It's a clean slate for him. He's really, he's been in this program with a lot of these people since he was in preschool. We've come up through the ranks and we've gone to school. We've made gingerbread houses. And we've had all that stuff. But I don't know. I've always seen progress. I always wondered if there was something else that could be done or if maybe it wasn't completely the right place for him. And what ends up happening when you have a, a child, like mine, a nonverbal son, you watch them grow. And in kindergarten, you don't really know who they are yet. Maybe you have an idea. You see little personality things start to pop out. But the goal is, let me put him in school. Let's see what he can do. And I remember that there were some years where I felt great. I was like, okay with them. Like, all right, we're making progress. They've taught him this. They've showed him the device, different things like that. And then there was one year, I don't remember if it was first grade or when it was, where we went to, I had gone to the back to school night in the very beginning of the year where they go over the curriculum. And one of the things they were going to have them do is like spell out their names. And I was like, oh my God. And I felt instantly like I was in the wrong place. And then I felt guilty about that because... As a parent, you don't want to think that your kid can't do something, right? So you go to something like that. Now, if it was my daughter, something like that, you think to yourself, good, I want, you know what, push her and find out. But as, as Lucas's dad, I knew and I know the things that he can and can't do. Now, he's 12. Can he point to letters now? Maybe. I don't really, it's not, I would be 50-50 on it. I don't think it'd be 100%, but it's possible years later. But at the time, I remember thinking, oh, no. You know, am I putting him in the wrong place? And it's always been a balance because for years it, it actually was the right place. There was times up, times down. But I don't know now as he's entering, you know, his teenage years, he's starting to take shape. I'm starting to get an idea of his motivations. He's a slothy little guy. I want to get him <laughs> moving around a little bit. Um, and there's also the idea of like what he's able to do. The things that at this point in time, what are his capabilities? I don't want him to mimic things. I don't I don't love the idea of him just following 
like pantomiming what someone else did. Like, look, this is how we, this is how we wash our face. And he just does it robotically. I want him to know, kind of get it. Like, oh, my face is dirty. I should wash it as opposed to just like, this is how we wash our face. And I don't know. Hopefully this is right for him. It's crazy because I think, you know, you go to this barbecue like I did. And I think a lot of times I think about, I don't know, the things that I worry about, you know, I've been worried about making this change with him since the middle school orientation. when I thought, well, this isn't probably his program. And I've been thinking about it. And what's funny is it makes me think of this picture I had seen once on social media. And I think I've talked about it on here before, but it's always stuck with me because it was one of the few times where I got whisked back into the, the way I thought before, you know, I had Lucas and I saw a picture of a dad and he had his daughter was in a wheelchair and he had made this big car, like kind of thing out of the wheelchair where it looked like she was in a, a race car. And there was like some like, um, subtitle that said, watch this dad, what he did for his daughter's wheelchair is amazing. And I looked at that picture and I thought to myself, that is so nice. This man, he must spend his life just taking care of this girl. And he made this race car. To... And then I realized, wait a minute, I have a boy that I'm sure people see me and him together and think the same thing, but I don't. I'm thinking to myself, I'm sure this man had to go to work. And I'm sure people were like, Bob, you're taking too long of a lunch. And like, and then the lady in accounting is talking trash about him. He always says it's his daughter, always keeps him, like he's making a race car. But come on, you got to get to work on time. And I, and just his life is just like our lives. <laughs> and sometimes that happens as, as I'm at this barbecue, as I'm getting ready for the end of the year, I'm so laser focused on Lucas that a lot of this like outside noise, it just bounces, you know? Because at the end of the day, my kids come first, you know? So when it comes to my thinking, when it comes to my focus, when it comes to the things that I want to really care for, I mean, Lucas and his sister are just top of the line. So yeah, am I making the right decision? I think I think I am. I think my, you know, Lucas's mom too. I think it's I think it's a good place for him. I'm excited for his next chapter. Um, I've seen a lot of a lot of good things. Taught him the fist bump. Love the fist bump. Taught him the fist bump. He fist bumps people now. That's a it's uh, a happy thing. Guys, do me a favor. Fist bump me socially virtually on the internet at all, I don't know, social media at high James Gutman. That's Instagram. That's over on Facebook. That's everywhere else. We're also high blog. I'm dad is on Facebook as is high pot. I'm dad. I don't know how much I use that, but just look, look for us everywhere. We're everywhere. If you can find it, it's there. Thank you for taking the time to listen. I will be back next Friday with a brand new edition. Until next time, James Gutman saying be well. Bye. I'm dad. <laughs>